Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Good morning. It is 716, 16 after 7 o'clock, and the weekend begins when Gene Valentino's on the air. All right, welcome, Gene. <laughs> and good morning to the Pine Belt. Welcome, everybody. Thank you, gentlemen. We still grapple with this technology, but it's getting better every day. I swear, it is so hard to get all this done right, you know. But, hey, here we are. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, good. I was saying just before that uh, I heard you earlier and the... Um, uh, I'm hunkered down in this Cat 5 bunker over here, so me and my airplane are going to do just fine with whatever comes our way. You ought to come over here. I'll put the burgers on, and we'll watch this storm fly through. <laughs> you got you got the safest place around to do that. And, you know, on Interrarity Point there where you are located, you know, you're pretty high up. How far are you above sea level on your house level? Well, it's interesting that terrain, it's just an anomaly. We get up to about 25, 28 feet above sea level uh means mean high tide i should say, mean tide i should say and the uh, uh that's pretty high for this area you yeah, go a few miles because... away and you can get up to 100 feet 120 feet but right in this area of course this is all of florida and the gulf coast you know everything's under 100 feet above sea level yeah you're exactly right and you know we learned yesterday uh, this is so funny but, but mississippi has a extinct volcano that was around back during the crustaceous period that uh, that is under the Coliseum in Jackson, downtown Jackson. I didn't know that. Did you? I didn't know that, no, but um, maybe that might be, have something to do with the quality of the water. Maybe. Anyway, what's going on hey, with you? What's going on in politics? There's a power... There's a power in the spirit of the people in this nation I think so. that says we will survive... We will revive, and we will be a well nation again. For per our earlier conversations on our uh, gatherings every Friday morning, uh, we've always tried to leave on an opti- uh, op- optimistic note. And uh, I'm, you know, we've talked about we're going from a secure border to a non-unsecured border. We talked about s- safe streets uh, turning into crime all over the place. We talked about low gas becoming high gas, uh, no inflation to high inflation. I'm looking around the corner in just a few months when we have a new leadership in Congress with Kevin McCarthy replacing uh, our, our, you know, Madam Pelosi. Oh, by the way, where did she go? I mean, she's been quiet rather late. Uh, she's down late. in Florida. And, She's what? <laughs> She's down in South Florida. She bought a house down there. Oh, golly. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't want to be out in San Francisco where she has to step over poop. She, uh, human Yeah, well, poop. that is where she's legally residing, I hear. And uh, we've got to see what it's going to take. Isn't it amazing that um, uh, it just, uh, just the other day we have uh, literally 3,000 people in one day coming in to uh, Florida from New York. Uh, that while we watch uh, migrants come in 
to New York City uh, every day. And while the Dow Jones Industrial drops historically for the first time below 30,000 uh, in the last two and a half years. Uh, it, it, there is, it's, uh, but I feel optimistic. I think we're in the, we're in the process of a swing back that's going to be unmeasured. You know, it's almost, uh, it's almost like that guy who, who finally realizes that he can't drink anymore. He can't do drugs. He's got to stop and he's hit bottom and now he's on his way back up. And, and that's sort of where America is right now. We can't be drinking this Kool-Aid anymore. This Kool-Aid has got us in bad debt. And so we, you know, I think that's where we are right now. The chickens are coming home to roost, Michael. The radical Dems uh, have tried to blow up everything. Uh, this all of a sudden, have you noticed these pro-police messages in their midterm campaign ads? You oh, know, sure. their uh, this idea of um, uh, uh, defund the police. They can't shut that narrative up fast enough. You haven't uh, heard anything soon, lately about and, and, Black and, Lives Matter. That's right. And keep an eye on, on Jim Jordan. Uh, legislation soon to be passed to secure the border, the wall. Uh, uh, and, you know, I tell you, uh, this whole issue in Ukraine, Putin's on the fence himself. Russian men and women are fleeing Russia and flowing into Finland to avoid the Russian draft. Over 6,000 at the border today trying to get into Finland because of Russians. Uh, the, the Russian folks have not bought in to the fear that uh, Putin's trying to t- telegraph uh, that, um, that Russia's at risk from Ukraine. Russia's at no risk from Ukraine. Russia's been the aggressor. And just like our crazy Democrat liberals, Putin's trying to spin the narrative in the other direction. Russia has four times the population of the Ukraine, and uh, and they're not. The Ukraine is not a threat to Russia; never has been. However, Russia, because Ukraine was a part of Russia at one time, and Putin has his uh, ideas that the worst thing that ever happened to them was uh, to succumb to the West and give up their. Uh, their territories like Ukraine and other places that they were spreading their communism. See, people don't like communism when they have to live in it. They don't like socialists. They don't like communists. And once they have a taste of that, all they want then is their freedom. And that's what these people in Russia are headed for. They're headed for their freedom because they can get that in Finland. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how because of the same social media that's called caused such distaste and heartburn with false narratives. It's also such an instantaneous method, methodology for the public to be informed, good, bad, or otherwise, that this is the same technology that's helping the citizenry, not only of Russia, but of China as well, to uh, be informed quickly whether the oligarchs and the autocrats of the same governance like it or not, they're being informed of things that are really happening. And so from within Russia and from within China, I think their internal uh, self-implosion uh, uh, com- uh, will occur over the next decade. What they've tried to garner to take advantage of 
from the United States shortcomings today will become, in fact, their shortcoming tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I can't see Putin surviving this. I don't think, uh, well, maybe, you know, I don't understand Russian politics. I don't understand how they uh, how they can put up with this. But I think a lot of people are just misinformed. But the people who are able to get to the Internet, the people who are able to watch outside news services, I think they do realize what's going on here. Why would you want to go lose your life in a, in a uh, conflict that was basically dreamed up in the mind of a dictator? Why would you want to do that? Exactly. Exactly. And if you do, if you are one of the 300,000 people in Russia that gets drafted by Putin, what are you going to be faced with? An ill-equipped command within the military, bad supply. There's no supply chain functions that are of any significance within the military. The the only fear I have is Putin losing his mind and pushing the nuke button. That's well, the only thing we've got to watch out for, because the guy's crazy. He's absolutely nuts. There's no question about it. He is living in a very, very small world. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have anybody that can tell him, hey, Vlad, you know, this is a mistake, because everybody that did that, well, they're dead. Hey, Michael, meanwhile, back at home, have you heard of this guy, the FBI uh, uh, hero, paying the price for uh, exposing the unjust uh, persecution of conservative Americans. This gentleman, special FBI agent Stephen Friend, was suspended, stripped of his gun and his badge, and escorted out of the FBI headquarters office after complaining about violations of fellow FBI agents who turned out were under uh, direction of their of their bosses on the Mar-a-Lago raid. Talk about domestic terror terrorism! Uh, what a bombshell of investigation that's now underway. Miranda Devine, if she doesn't get the Pulitzer uh, Prize, I don't know who uh, will. But what a bombshell of ab- uh, allegations by FBI Special Agent Stephen Friend. Yeah, he's a whistleblower complaining uh, last Wednesday uh, that the Department of Justice Inspector General revealed that the FBI in Washington, D.C. has gone over the top, cooking to the books, so to speak, to exaggerate the threat of domestic terrorism and using an overzealous January 6th investigation to harass conservative Americans and violate their constitutional rights. And how many folks are sitting in jail right now, Michael, that should not be, that we're not even part of that January 6th investigation? You're exactly right. And, of course, this is nothing more than a kangaroo court. This is nothing more than to put your uh, political opponents in jail. And this is what they do in third world countries. This is what uh, boneheaded dictators do. They put people in jail that, that are against them, that don't like what they're doing, so that they have no, uh, you know, no pushback on, on their programs, on whatever it is that they're trying to do. And many of them are just stealing to begin with. And you might, I think if you looked real hard, you'd find that uh, Joe Biden has always sort of had his hand in the cookie jar in one form or another. But who's looking into that? Oh, exactly. 
Exactly. Well, I, as I said before, I think uh, the chickens are coming home to roost. This Stephen Friend, he didn't even vote for Trump. 37-year-old, 12-year veteran of the FBI and a SWAT team member. Uh, uh, he, he turned around and revealed some things to his bosses in the Daytona Beach office, complaining to his supervisors. Next thing you know, the supervisors are coming down, higher-ups from Washington, D.C., escorting him out the door. The guy uh, was not a supporter of Trump. He is now. He, he realizes that the violations that occurred at Mar-a-Lago were uh, beyond the pale. And I think Trump's going to come out okay on this thing. It's going to take a little bit more. Uh, you know, I begin the, 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 inter- the, I end the interview the way I began it. There's a power in the spirit of the people in this nation that says we'll survive, we'll revive, and we'll be a good nation again. We are too strong and too powerful because we are a people, we are a governance of the people, not of the select few. Oh, we, the pendulum swings to the extremes sometime, and that's what we're experiencing right now. And shame on us for allowing, uh, shame on our legislators and our internal system for allowing it to go too far. But the corruption within the subordinate areas of government are going to have a, uh, a corrective action taken in the next two years. You watch. Yeah, I, I, I agree you are right. I just hope that when Republicans, and eventually they will, even if they don't this time, they will eventually take charge back of the government. They have got to make somebody pay for the indiscretions that they have done during this time period when they just threw aside the law, the, the rule of law, the order that we've had in this country for many, many years. They got to do something about it, and people have to actually pay for it. Well, the Democrats are stupid. When have I said that before on your show? Yeah, they went too far. We did. All right, we're ignored. out of time, Gene. Sorry. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate no it. No problem. We'll have you back next Friday. Looking forward to it. In the middle of the pouring.